Hello and welcome all spiritual warriors to a new episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your hosts Bernard Gunther and Laura Matsu. And this podcast title is A New Dawn, the Winter Solstice and the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius, which a lot of people talk about and that's a biggie. We'll be talking about that topic, diving deep into it and relating it to current events and kind of giving a bit of a review of what has happened over the past year, which is obviously was and keeps being very intense. Um, but before we dive into it, we also want to make a little announcement for the third installment of our online course, Time of Transition, Embodied Soul Awakening. Yeah, so this is a private group program, you know, it's not just an everyday online course where we explore the fundamentals of self-work in a closed container. So maximum 25 people, and it's basically a group coaching program where we give you tools and practices to really step into your creative potential through the process of holistic self-work. So all of these processes are stuff that we've used on ourselves, that we've learned. We work a lot with somatic modalities like compassion and inquiry and other, um, you know, psycho-spiritual modalities. And we really, our intention for this program is really help people who are waking up during this time of transition, get a better understanding of the current changes, both happening on an evolutionary perspective, as well as the micro perspective and their own individual role that they have to play during these times, um, especially going with the themes of Saturn-Pluto, uh, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened in January, you know, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius. There is an evolution of consciousness that's occurring on this planet and everyone who's incarnated during these crazy times does have a specific soul mission to carry out within these deep earth changes. And we are making an evolutionary jump as a species, or rather we have the opportunity to do this. And how that goes depends on how much we link our own individual creative potential to this larger group consciousness, which you're going to go into more detail. But if you really like the stuff that we talk about on the podcast and you want to meet with a group of like-minded people to engage in this process of self-work through this multidimensional perspective, um, I highly recommend that you apply to join at awakenapply.com. So it's awakenapply.com. Tell us a little bit about yourself. As Bernhard mentioned, this is the last time that we're going to be doing this in person. And then we're going to um, move this into another uh, incarnation of itself. So if you want to work with us one-on-one -on -one and you want to connect with like-minded people, um, don't wait on this one because this is going to be the last time we do this. Exactly. And like the other uh, two previous courses, this is a two-month program. It starts officially February 16th, but enrollment is open now. Uh, rather, the application is open right now. And I also point out what's unique about this program is, though, just mentioned, it's really inevitable that we engage in this work right now right yeah. uh but that's there's an intensity you know there's a lot of fear anxiety in the air in the collective consciousness but there's a silver lining it's an opportunity yeah and what's really unique about that program is that we really combine what we call the quote inner and outer work right to it's based on the fourfold approach of holistic self-work to work on all levels physically emotional and psychological intellectual and spiritual, but put it in the context of what's happening in the world, the bigger picture, and even the matrix forces we're up against. So we have really, so you're getting the tools to navigate these times and are able more to connect to your true self 
and the guidance within. Yeah. And this work is definitely not for everyone, you know, like no. you have to be ready, but for the people who it's for, you're going to know you're going to feel that call. So yeah, we hope to see some of you there. Yeah, exactly. All right. So moving into the Saturn Jupiter conjunction happening in Aquarius tomorrow. Um, for some people it's happening today or actually when we release this podcast, it already have happened, which aligns with the winter solstice. So, um, Jupiter is a planet of expansion and Saturn is a planet of restriction and they may seem paradoxical, but they actually work really well together because with Jupiter conjunct Saturn, these energies of expansion and restriction can help really ground our dreams in reality. You know, Saturn is gets a bad rep in conventional astrology. We see it as being like repression, restriction, suppression, but it actually just gives structure to our life. When you work with Saturn positively, it's kind of like the positive father element in our life, like making sure we have a structure, we have a design, we get things done, right? So Jupiter is really, in Aquarius especially, is going to help us envision the dreams we have for humanity and Saturn will help us structure and build it. So there's a really great potential to create a solid framework and long-term goals about what direction we think humanity is going into. And this is a 20 year transit and it's the beginning of a new social era for humanity. And this can go in either direction. Um, it's really up to our individual choices. So when Saturn is an heir to, um, and this is kind of the shadow side of Aquarius, we have to be careful to not be too extreme in air qualities. So being too objective, getting caught in the mind to the point where we're really separated from our feeling nature. Um, and this is kind of showing up already, I see in people who are just saying stuff like trust the science or like trust the experts. Well, first of all, like who, what science and who was the science paid for and what exactly does the science look at? And then who, what is this expert? What's this nature of the consciousness of the expert? Just because they have a PhD in their title. Okay. What did they study? You know? So that's kind of, I can see this playing out collectively already, you know, because when Saturn is unconscious or is made unconscious in our lives and we don't have enough structure, we feel frustrated, we feel lonely, we feel afraid. You already see, because the Saturn-Pluto conjunction happened in January, we have a Saturn problem playing out. Many people have different opinions about Saturn. Some people link it to Satan or whatever, but I'm just talking about the archetype of Saturn astrologically. So Saturn in our lives can feel like this wet blanket in this area of life where it's holding us back. Um, and you can kind of see this happening collectively, you know, when people are trapped in their mind and not in their humanity. This is what an excess of Saturn in air in Aquarius can do to a person. So during this period, um, and I'm just looking at the Saturn aspect of it, I'm going to move on to the Jupiter, we may find it difficult to communicate our deeper feelings with others. Um, the goal is, is to learn how to use the mind wisely. So use the mind as a tool and not be trapped by it as a weapon. So we can use the mind and this power of objectivity, which Aquarius um, is looking for, to explore deeper parts of our psyche, to explore our emotions from an objective way. That's a higher element of it. Um, but with Saturn and Aquarius, we really need to start creating some structure around both our collective and transpersonal goals. 
and not be so so much focused on our own little internal insulated reality. You know, a lot of people live, live their lives and be like, okay, this is what I need to do in my own individual life and don't wake up to the bigger picture perspective. So we're really thinking about how can we restructure humanity as we know it and how could we move um from the personal will into the cosmic will. And this is also aligning our personal will to the cosmic will. Because in Aquarius, we're really moving into these transpersonal dimensions. So this is about group consciousness, you know, and really feeling, okay, what is going on collectively? Where is humanity heading, you know, and what and what is the individual gift that I have to offer humanity? This is so linked to the kind of work that we're doing as well in our program, you know, because we provide you structure in order to really find your own unique soul purpose in this time of transition, you know, and we really, um, this is not about mass consciousness. This is not about going along with whatever the herd is doing. This is also about retaining our own individual and creative expression within that as well. So, you know, we need to look at this bigger picture perspective, you know, break out of our own isolated, like egoic reality and look at like, okay, what is happening collectively? You know, what is this collective energy that wants to be birthed? And then what are the creative gifts that I have to offer into that? And do you have anything to say about that before I move into the Jupiter aspect? Yeah, no, I think it's very good what you mentioned about Saturn, because, you know, especially in conspiracy circles, I can understand like Saturn has been associated with Satan and the Saturn cult and all of that. And there's certainly some truth to it. To it. But again, from an astrological archetypal perspective, as you shared, you know, every there benevolent and malevolent aspect, so to speak, or yeah. energies of each planet or sign. And I don't even look at it that way. It's like, what do you do with that? Like, if you have a bunch of squares in your chart, are you creating that tension for, for creativity or is it disturbing you? Exactly. You know? Now, but Saturn is like the, the restrictions, like the father figure almost, as you say, or even authority and mm -hmm. whatnot. And it reminds me of what you just shared about Saturn of needing more structure. It can be overly structure as well. It ties into what David Whitehead and I discussed in a previous podcast, and he talked about the aspect of the masculine and feminine energies, even the political, like classical left versus right, when you are quote unquote, too liberal, quote unquote, yes. too progressive, you're, le um, you're lacking structure, Yes, right? Everything goes, everything's open, no rules, whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? We see this like the chaos inducing leftist Antifa BLM who just want chaos. And ironically, I want to just throw it in. Lauren, I would just uh, rewatch the, the Dark Knight Batman trilogy. Mm. And we just uh, watched the second one of the Joker, you know, this incredible performance by, what's his name again? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. But the Joker, you know, some people, you know, he has no goal, but he just wants to create chaos. Like it's almost this lack, like just anything goes, right? Yeah, he says he's an anarchist, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah anarchist. In the, That's in, actually an aspect of Aquarius too. In Aquarius. In an extreme. Can be also shadow aspect of Aquarius because Aquarius rules revolution, breakthroughs, yes. right? But mm -hmm. it's kind of the shadow aspect is just to revolt and rebel for the sake of revolting and rebelling without exactly. knowing why you're actually doing it. Could be a knee-jerk reaction based on your own childhood stuff or shadow aspects. And of, a lot of people are actually rebelling against that father element that Saturn represents. Which you know? also David White, have we talked about in a sense anybody who has like some unconscious daddy issues gets very triggered by Donald Trump. Yeah, example, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Especially but, if they grew up in America. Exactly. But what would, you know, in light of self-work also comes into it, like we need to kind of, you know, 
be open and go with the flow, but we need structure in life as well. You yes. we see it even within the body. I see it from a bodywork perspective. Some people are overly rigid. They mm -hmm. need to stretch more, right? Loosen up. Yeah. And some people can be overly flexible. Yeah. You know, that's like, you know, just the, for example, you can do all the poses of a person who's very flexible, but they may need actually more structure in their bodies, more exactly. muscular, um, you know, definition and all of that. And you see this in life as well. Some of us, we need the structure. Mm -hmm. And then again, like even with self-work, we've said this many times before, there's only so much self-work you can do on your own. And if you don't have structure or certain discipline, you will get lost in it. You, you cannot catch your own blind spots. You will justify, rationalize it. Yeah. Even your triggers, you're not fully aware of. Yeah. So, you know, that's why we need to work with others. And that's, again, for our group program that will give you like a structure, kind of like in a sense, a guidance yeah. to stick with it and will become, you will help you to be dive deeper within yourself as opposed to doing it on your own. And you also get the structure of the group going through that experience with you, which is an evolutionary astrology, you know, 12th house rules, the house of like spiritual, I mean, it's also ninth house spirituality, but 12th house is like this larger cosmic collective vision, you know? Um, and it's, it's balanced out by the sixth house, which is daily routines, discipline, you know, some, it, it also offers structure. So if we want to wake up, we have to have that discipline and we have to have these daily routines exactly. that helps ground it. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to the Jupiter aspect. So, yeah. you know, when we don't really develop our purpose in life, we can feel quite lost. That's when we don't have that structure, you know, so we can have all these ideas in our consciousness, but we act actually don't know how to make it bring it down in reality and now is that opportunity to actually bring it on bring it down into reality so you know when working with these transpersonal realms we have to guide ourselves to more universal concerns so not like i need i, I want to have this job and have this relationship or whatever it's like what is actually my role in this bigger picture perspective And if we're not sensitive to these universal concerns, and this is also the shadow side of both Aquarius um, um, as well as, you know, we have no concerns at all. You know, we're kind of like nihilistic. We want pure anarchy and chaos, or we want to rebel for the sake of rebellion, not because for any purpose and not because of any higher ideal. We're just doing it because like F the system kind of thing, you know? So, or we, or we move into Pisces. And when we don't have any concerns at all with Pisces, what happens is we're in these transpersonal realms. We're overwhelmed by them. That's when you get alcoholics and drug addicts, which is also Pisces, Neptunian influence, you know? So the conventional meaning for the 11th house is actually, people say it's friendships, groups, societies. That's a part of it. That That's, a, that's like a 3D manifestation of it. Um, but we're really more trying to understand the nature of the collective to the extent that we can understand our own individuality within that larger context. So we're not just joining groups because we feel like we're going to belong. You know, that's actually more Capricorn 10th house stuff. You know, we, we find our role in society, but we're really meeting with like like-minded people so we can get an idea of this larger sense of the whole. Like it breaks us out of our own egoic confines, basically. Um, so we must understand this group to the extent that we can understand our own individual nature within the group. It's not about getting lost in the group, which I think you experience as well, which we'll get into, yeah. you know, because you actually have Saturn in 11th house, which is similar yeah. to Saturn in Aquarius. 
Um, so basically in evolutionary astrology, we're working with these two axes, Aquarius and Leo. And this axis asks us, how can I link my creative gifts to something that's useful to the larger whole? So in order to really understand what's useful to the larger whole, we really need to understand this bigger picture perspective. We need to understand where humanity is at. And then we have to be able to ground that vision in reality by linking our own creative self-expression into what humanity needs right now without losing our individual to those needs. That's the key point is, you know, so with Jupiter and Aquarius, we're going to have all these visions of the future for humanity. There's going to be a lot of optimism about moving on from these old structures, a lot of optimism about expressing our individuality more. And there's going to be a strong push for freedom, you know, like Jeffrey Wolfgreen, I think has a, has a book about Uranus where he calls it freedom from the known, which is very much like the mantra for Aquarius. Like we are stepping into the unknown. We're stepping into the collective society constructs that we know it. You know, and we we need to actually embrace kind of our, our unconventional side, our weird side, our different side. And we must be willing to push these boundaries of the known in order to push humanity forward. And this is not just rebellion as an immature rebellion against society or against the family we hate, but almost like the rebellion against like the shackles of society and the expectations from our friends and family, which are holding us back, basically. So we need to not be afraid to express our true individual individuality in spite of what society our peers are doing or what they expect of us we need to not bend to the mob for fear of what they might think being afraid to speak truth push the envelope like i kind of see like you know the world is like in this construct you know of of like the role like if you have a gift if you're good at writing you should be a journalist or write books or something you know but we're stepping outside this known world and that can be very it can actually be very traumatic as well so there's a trauma signature in evolutionary astrology where your uranus is basically and so when we break free from the crowd when we break free from our peers what our family is doing there's trauma that comes up we feel we can feel like an outsider we can feel like we're never going to find somewhere where we belong you know so we're also going to go through this collective trauma as humanity changes, as society changes. And it does get better and it does get easier. You know, I know for you, you've been going through this Aquarius trauma, like pretty much your whole life, like kind of speaking out against topics that weren't talked about in your social circle, you know. Um, but basically, it really comes down to just being proud of our uniqueness, you know, thinking about where society is headed and using our creative gifts to create the society we not we, we want. We need to not be afraid of breaking through the status quo and moving forward with visions for the future for humanity and the collective. Um, so anything that breaks us out of our usual patterns is good with working in this energy. Um, and I'm just going to touch on two more things. So the shadow side of Jupiter and Aquarius could, you know, be re anarchy, rebelling for the sake of rebellion. And it can also be getting involved in like new age concepts that like promise us enlightenment without having to go through the muck of our childhood and stuff. You know, it can be a very superficial kind of relating. You want to yeah. say something about yeah, that? Yeah, that reminds me just, you know, because as I mentioned at the introduction to this podcast, you see it all over social media, this, this Saturn-Jupiter conjunction Aquarius is all hyped. You see posts all over on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, most of it and is garbage. To be it is garbage. It's a lot of new age stuff. It's yeah. like, oh, we're going to send into a 5D and all yeah. this, like, you know, um, like you mentioned this, 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 the shadow side of Jupiter and Aquarius, and also as if things will change overnight. Yeah. You know, Saturn and Jupiter is first very restrictive and expensive at the same time. And this is a long, 
20 um, years 20 year um, a transit cycle right and it's nothing happened overnight and it's not going to happen by itself it requires your part participation as yeah well. yeah and i see that you know um it also keeps my own integrity in check because um you know i think it's great that astrology has like really reached the mainstream and reached younger people you know but I also just see like if I if you if you look up Jupiter, Saturn and Aquarius, you do a quick Google search, you're going to get up like Allure magazine, Cosmopolitan. Like these are like the people who are people are going for this information and it's become a matrix program. But basically, you know, like because there is potential for quantum leaps in consciousness, you know, and Jupiter is like kind of like the where our optimism and our ideal. I mean, Aquarius is also where our ideals and hopes and dreams are, you know, so we can be almost overly optimistic for humanity without actually looking at it practically mm -hmm. so we need to think about like you know like and, and when anytime anyone says like i'm like ascending to 5d and i don't deal with this stuff anymore like for me it just goes against my own basic philosophy because i think that spirituality is meant to actually ground you more into humanity not to make you some ascended archangel master or something you yeah. know it reminds me also even like uh, aquarius also rules astrology yes in a sense that's why astrology is coming more to the forefront people using it exactly and we, again we even uh use it and apply it obviously you're an astrologer those sessions but you know we've but talked I, about this before the shadow side is using it as the only lens to look through and a lot of people yes. can very easily get addicted to astrology shop from astrologer to astrologer mm -hmm. you know what i mean and getting very intellectually obsessed from a head-centric space about their chart mm -hmm. you know and all of that and the science of it which and is a shadow side of it exactly and then you know like in our course again about it's all awakening we uh, uh, use astrology as well or you know look at it from the perspective of as you mentioned evolutionary astrology but in context of other esoteric teachings and the necessary inner psychological somatic work yeah occult knowledge in all of that and too many people can you gotta also watch yourself if you're into astrology as as a little advice or reflection to the listener you know you can easily get stuck in an analysis paralysis especially you know you mentioned something very important we talked about this recently um, that it also depends on the level of consciousness or the consciousness that is looking at the chart or through astrology. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's easy to th misinterpret things. And you mentioned it in the last podcast, I believe in the last um, last podcast, the second hour, that the astrology swamp runs deep as well. Yeah. And, right? and, and the purpose of astrology is just to make you understand these larger cycles that happen within human consciousness. Like, so it's like, that's the goal. And if you're getting caught in like these, like, I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who gets caught in like the scientific aspect of it. I like find it that f find a system that works for me and then I apply it and then I see what happens, you know, but I don't check my astrology every day. I don't put too much thought in it. To be honest, I spend more time meditating and processing my triggers and doing self-reflection yeah. work because that works better. And that's actually what we go through in the course is like, you know, like if you know how to process your triggers in a conscious way, like, oh my God, you just became like a, a beacon of light to yeah, your, everyone around you because you're not projecting them on them as much Exactly, anymore. that's even more uh, productive in that sense or fruitful than even knowing your astrology chart. Yes, right? totally. So like, it's not necessary, but uh, what it comes down to in the nutshell, you can easily use astrology in this day and age, the shadow side, uh, for spiritual bypassing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah. So, and it's also, by the way, you know, and this is my own perspective um, that I've learned from evolutionary astrology. 
and a lot of great teachers um, like Dane Rudger as well talks about this. It's not about the kshar. It's about the nature of consciousness that experiences the kshar, you know? So you can see a kshar and be like, oh my God. Like sometimes I see kshar and I'm like, Jesus, like I, I wonder what they're dealing with. And then I just, I don't like tell them, I ask them questions, you know? I'm like, hey, like what was, what's your relationship with your dad like? Cause I see some fourth house start stuff happening or whatever, you know? So, um, so yeah, we want it. And that's by the way, the shadow side that I was pointing at, you know, with Saturn and Aquarius, we can get like, we can get so caught in the mind, so caught in the analytical scientific realm, you know, that we actually lose our humanity, which is kind of what veers us towards transhumanism. Exactly. You know, um, so just to finish to finish that off, you know, um, another shadow side of of Aquarius can be being arrogant and having a sense of intellectual elitism, <laughs> which you can relate to, I'm sure. Yes, you know, sorry. where where we think of people around us as sheep because they haven't woken up, and we haven't, you know. So we need to watch out for that um, as well. And as I said before, the positive potentials is we can actually take quantum leaps in not only individual consciousness, but collective consciousness. So, you know, Uranus rules this higher mind, this morphogenetic field of mind, you know, that transcends a single lifetime as well. So, you know, we can have sudden visions and sudden insights that happen literally in a split, split second that can be a huge breakthrough th for us while Jupiter is in Aquarius. So there is really a great potential for a great awakening out of this great, out of this conjunction. But we really must not be afraid to share our light, share our uniqueness, share our genius, and not let the shackles of the status quo hold us back. Like, yes, we need to understand, we need to not be madmen and like to completely abandon reality and go live in a cave and start prepping, you know, that's kind of like abandoning society to the extent that it becomes pathological, you know? Yeah. So you really want to understand the structures in society, the roles of society, but not let the status quo hold us back. So turning this soul you know, like what we do is we're going to make a, or we're going to make a big altar, you know, and really go into prayer because we're setting the seeds for a new air earth and a new era for humanity. And this is, as we said before, beginning of a 20 year cycle. And it's really up to us as individuals, as part of this collective consciousness, what that era will be like. So, you know, we each have our own individual responsibility as part of the whole, um, yeah, and it's also what you mentioned about before. It's also Aquarius is the bigger picture lining what you mentioned, cosmic will, which is essentially divine will. Yes. Right? With the higher forces, the bigger forces that also want to come down here. So it's getting, you know, Aquarius is also from an, from an um, assaulted, and uh, what do you say? Exalted. Exalted yeah. way. It's also getting out of the ego construct of I and looking at we and what's good for the collective, yeah. right? And what's good for the collective can also be obviously uh, perverted and uh, um, and distorted. That's when the new socialist new world order comes in, yes. right? The, yes. the homogenization of humanity, trying to make everybody the same, mistaking uniformity for unity without still respecting the individual. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And we also might experience, you know, disruption, disruptions and changes in our lives, especially while Uranus is in Taurus. So you, you see this already, you know, people's friends that they've known for many years are, are, are breaking away, you know, but this is really the time to also find groups of like-minded people, yeah. you know, and really 
you know, not isolating ourselves. That's that's actually what they want. You know, they meaning the deep state or the cabal or whatever. They want you to be isolated. They want you to feel alone. They want you to feel like, you know, this suppression, this frustration, the negative aspect of Saturn and Aquarius, you know, and and we need we need these mirrors of our community to really understand ourselves too. you know, not getting lost in the group identity, which I think you can speak to, you know, where you get lost in the group. I actually went through that as an initiation as well, like losing myself in a group, you know, um, because that can also be a type of trap in itself where we think, okay, like 11th house, I need to go find my community or whatever. Yes, you do, but you need to find a community where you can also be your true self in. Exactly. Well, speaking of myself, like, for example, I can talk about my personal chart a bit. Obviously, I'm I'm Aquarius, Sun in Aquarius. I also have my North Node in Aquarius. And I have Saturn in the 11th house, um, which is ruled by, in Taurus, but the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius, it's the house of Aquarius. And I have my, you know, Saturn return. That's a big topic in itself every, every 28 years. But Saturn in, in, you know, there's restriction around groups in a sense. Yeah, like right? difficulty finding like your tribe. And, difficult. That's yeah. been the story of my life. You know, I felt always alone, alone and, and trying to like early in my life, trying to fit in, mm-hmm. trying to find groups and, you know, to the point when I was very insecure, even changing myself so I can fit in, be authentic, totally. right? But it never worked out. Mm. But also, you know, that's been a big lesson. And like I've been, like, as you meant, alluded to before, I've been part of various groups, even as a Terry group, which, uh, you know, I thought I found my tribe, but I was losing my individuality. You know, I was yeah. at some point afraid of speaking out about certain things and repressed my individuality to fit in. Mm-hmm. And once I started expressing myself more, interesting how it worked, it was almost like... Um, you know, um, manifestation of how I felt within myself, the group started to attack me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Putting me down, public attacks and all of that, Yeah. you know, just uh, f- for being myself, basically, right? And that hurt me deeply. It ties into my own wounds of, of even past life betrayal and, you know, and all of that being stabbed in the back and all of that. Uh, but it was in, in itself, looking back and not falling into blame or victim, it was initiation to really step up in my individual self, my true self, unapologetic, unapologetically, yeah. uh, being myself uh, authentically, right? And not caring anymore what other people think of me. And that's yeah. been a process. It's always still a process. But that was the deeper lesson for me, uh, especially with Saturn in the 11th house. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's very much the initiation process that we can go to when we start to break from the known, like this is like the status quo, you know, you can stay in that you can adapt to the status quo, you can be very comfortable. You know, that's also Capricorn kind of learning how the world works and finding a way to climb up the ladder in the world of success. But if you lose yourself, you know, and that's actually kind of what happens is if you don't have that process of discrimination as seen by Capricorn being like, this is useful information from from the world. This is not useful. This is where I want to, you know, like this is what I want to do. You know, you don't basically just go along with the program. You yeah. know, you actually have that process of discrimination. And if you don't have that process of discrimination, you know, then you actually can't move into that higher octave. Uh, and we see this now playing out collectively because there's the collective mob group pressure to go along yes. with the lockdown, the masking. If you yeah. don't do that, you'll be shunned. Your business will be, uh, you know, uh, closed and all of that. So you better shut up, put up and go along with it. Or, you know, you'll be, you know, th- th- you know, be fined or put into jail and all of that. So this is this draconian way of forcing people into a, a into an artificial group consciousness or like exactly. not group consciousness, but artificial 
get along, you know, and it's all based on fear. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people are actually kind of going through this. I mean, I've gone through it in my own work myself is going through this kind of Aquarian initiation where they get called like a conspiracy theorist and all their friends and family think they're crazy. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, yeah, it's just an initiation. I know even for myself, like I have Uranus in the sixth house, and there's something very unconventional about the way I work because I don't think within the confines of what's been done. I actually just think within the con, like I literally just, even the, even our course and, and the programs we do online, like I, I literally just download them from like some place that doesn't even exist on earth, you know? And then I'm like, okay, let's make this happen. You know, it's like you have to, and that's the kind of vibe we need to get is like, this is, you know, Aquarius rules this like higher mind that goes beyond our, you know, our conscious mental mental mind. And so we just get these insights and sudden revelations when we're working with this energy, we're just like, oh my God, I don't know where this is coming from, but this is amazing, you know? And so, and so we have to, we have to work with that and it is, it it can be traumatic, you know? I just want to acknowledge that, especially in evolutionary astrology, you actually, the reason why I wanted to give you to give an example is because you have a lot of these Aquarian signatures in your chart And through your own life process, you can see how, you know, you've tried to fit into these many groups, whether it's like the spiritual group in LA or whether it's this kind of this esoteric community, you know, even the the people that you went to parties with in the desert around your Saturn return, you know. And then you had to break free from that norm as well. Yeah, and I was I was also almost like proverbially casted out of the village. Yes, you know? ex- that's you know? very Aquarian. Then yeah, living by myself in isolation and hermit mode. In, yeah, in, in the mountains in Topanga. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but I was what I also want to to share is um, that you know when we talk about this whole Aquarius, because you alluded to that as well that uh, Aquarius rules technology, computers, and also transhumanism. Yes. So what's happening right now, you know, um, especially also on that note, Pluto is also going to move into Aquarius in a few years as well, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of, that's like the quote-unquote age of Aquarius that's dawning upon us. Um, So we see this reflected in the world, right? So transhumanism, in a sense, I would say, is almost inevitable. It's it's part of the evolution of consciousness we're going through, we need to go through, and there's karmic... Um, cycles that have been set in motion in the past that need to play themselves out. Yeah. Uh, but it's again in what consciousness, right? Even like with computers, with technology, you know, you, we can use it against us or for our better good. Same yeah. with transhumanism and all of that. It can be completely what, what you know, we talked about the Great Reset in the last episode, this technocrat technocracy that's coming down can be used to enslave humanity even these new vaccines and rna and nanochips and all of that and elon musk's Neuralink and you know ai and all of that can completely uh, enslave humanity however i'm also of the idea if, if it's approached from the right level of consciousness it can be also used to uplift humanity i mean that's a slippery slope Mm-hmm. Right, I don't want to like, but I just don't see it so black and white. What I'm saying is, with even just from an astrological perspective and Aquarius themes, this whole computerization is inevitable. It already has happened. You yes. know what I mean? The way we're already computerized. Who, how, who can even exist nowadays without a, a smartphone and and and, and computer and whatnot? Mm. So what I'm saying is, what you mentioned, shadow side of rebellion, is not about like regressing into an archaic like I'm just going to live, uh, you know in a tribe of the land. Yeah. Uh, so to and, speak. and good luck with that. I tried that. 
And I'm not saying that we should, we need to reconnect to Earth, but it's not going back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. that how can we use technology with this higher level of consciousness? With more intelligence. With more too, intelligence, with sure. more awareness, with more conscience, you know, even from a spiritual nature, instead of letting us enslave us. That's huge, you know, because I think we talked about this in another podcast, but like humans' ability to multitask is not as good as they think it is, you know, and that we live in this era of distraction. And so if you can stay focused right now, you have a skill that like 95% of the world doesn't have, you know, so we really have to understand that in order to ground the our dreams in reality, sometimes we have to do things that are not fun. And sometimes we do things that are like are, are not a novel, you know, meme to look at, you know what I mean? Like our brain is constantly seeking novelty and new things, you know, and Saturn really is like, you're going to do this every day, even when you is boring. And even if when you don't like it, you know, that's how you build, you know, if you're going to build a house from square one, you don't just get to be in the house in the end, you know, you have to build it from the ground up and you have to lay out the the blueprint and like lay the foundation and stuff like that. And that's kind of the way to look at this cycle is like, we're building something as well for humanity. Um, and we are, and we are moving into a new cycle and the nature of that cycle depends on the nature of the consciousness that's experiencing that cycle. That's key, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, I want to mention something you just, that that's, that's something that reminded me of what you mentioned before about my path being an Aquarius, you know, and my life so far and the work I've put out, what I've written about. Uh, and now in the, in the interesting sense with all the craziness happening in the world, Aquarius is becoming more quote unquote popular. These themes, at least these Aquarius themes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, as I mentioned, like I've written and talked about these topics, uh, you know, very fringe conspiracy, like out there topics for the past 20 years on my, on my website videos and whatnot. And nobody would want to listen to it, a very small minority. And now people are starting to warm up to it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, like, you know, what I've written about over the past 20 years is now starting to happen in real life. You cannot deny it anymore, mm. right? On so many different levels. Yeah. So I think it's also part of this um, devolution of consciousness that we start to question, you know, you know, Aquarius is the rebel, the revolutionary in the true progressive in that sense yes. not the political progressive but the progressive exactly. of like new frontiers new you know yeah because uh, you're pushing the boundaries of the pushing known the boundaries exactly pushing the boundaries of the known so a lot uh, you know queries is also the typical like question everything question authority question everything we've been told and taught yeah and we're just literally at the beginning even in regards to the history of our world, you know, Aquarius also rules aliens, UFOs, you know, yeah. other civilizations, you know, what is a true history of humanity. So there's a lot um, to uncover and a lot will come, will be revealed over the next years. So this is not going to happen overnight, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, let's just talk a little bit about this year in review and how yeah. that's been as well, because around this time of year last year, we did a almost like prophetic podcast where were titled winter reflections and contemplating death, yeah, would you have know, <laughs> and we had no idea at the time that what kind of death we were going to go yeah, through. And, and on that note, uh, we still, I think it's still a valid, very good podcast. If you want to listen to it, it's the podcast number 23 from last year. And we did it December 19th. Yeah. To the day a year ago. Yeah. And it also ties into like, again, the, the seasonal times we're in. Let's not forget the cycles of nature. It's, it is a time where, you know, especially on, on the Western or the Northern Hemisphere, 
you know, the nights get grow longer, gets colder, we can become more melancholic, more introvert, and all of that, even more isolated in a sense. And that's being pushed even more to the extreme with the new lockdowns, the so-called next wave of COVID and all of that. And But what it's driving it, you know, why people get into this state is because we're being sold um, fear. Literally, it's based yeah. on fear. Right. And where is fear rooted in? What is what is what is the basis of fear? And ultimately it's the fear of death. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what we're being even also controlled with COVID. And even though its survival rate is ninety-nine point nine seven percent, right? It's even safer to drive in the car. But still, like we're so enthralled, hypnotized mind controlled with this fear virus. Yeah. Right. And you see that happening, like again, we went for another hike. Um, where people turn their backs to us and wouldn't walk through the yeah. air that we walked through. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is kind of the suppression. It's like people are getting trust the science, trust the experts, you know, and they're getting so caught in their heads about it that they're actually losing their humanity. And I see a lot of people who are very sensitive, myself included, who are feeling this for everyone, you know, like we're feeling the pain and suppression that they're that they're not feeling. We're seeing like this is the issue. Like where where are we headed as humanity if we're afraid of each other and the bacteria that we have on each other to the extent where we can't even treat the other person like a human being and just see them as a pile of potential germs? Yeah, yeah. So looking back in review, so when did this all craziness start? Because I remember you and I we went to Germany to visit my parents in January. Yeah. Almost like intuitively, like, let's do this now because we, we thought we we're going to be busy this year. We have no time to uh, visit them. Mm -hmm. uh, but then it's always, it also, I remember clearly it started slightly. We saw a few people here and there with masks at the airports, but we, we would be like, you know. Yeah, it was just Like whatever kind of thing, voluntarily. Yeah. And then got back and then it started happening february march that's when it really hit the first wave and yeah. the lockdown like what did they say 15 days to flatten the curve or yeah something two weeks like yeah and then it took a life on its own and then what happened as well let's not forget george floyd you know everybody almost no one's forgot talking about, about him anymore yeah <laughs> you yeah. know which initiated the quote-unquote race wars and blm antifa rioting like crazy yeah now that the election's over no more no more that like... so that's really fascinating um But so all of that happened all at once. Uh, and looking back, you know, if you understand the agenda, it's all been really planned and years in advance. Yeah. And But depending where you are, you know, like, I think it's also really important to process the trauma of what we've gone through this year, because I know from like, just maybe speaking for, my, for myself, like going to, going to LA when they had the protests and the riots and the lockdowns and then they were like let's defund the police now like i was like oh shit like we better get out of here you That's know true. like we had early on the intuition almost the instinct we need to get out of here that was almost like in in april or so we thought about like getting yeah. away moving from away from, like there's some inner drive yeah you know and i think many people it, it literally resulted in an exodus a lot of people have left california especially blue run democrat run states and it's and also resulted in a lot of separation i'm sure some of the listeners can relate to that right like yeah. a splitting has been happening yeah and we talked about this before there's like this artificial divide and conquer mm -hmm. by the cabal deep state of race religion or political affiliation yeah but there seems to be also a natural timeline reality split right in the sense of where you're at level of awareness and being to let go of people that are not aligned with who you truly are anymore yeah not and aligning with your true tribe and it really like put 
you know, it was a good test. I and mean, you wrote something about this, I think, on Facebook recently. It was a good test for who your true friends are. Exactly. Yeah. Because if someone, you know, like if 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 you want to express your creativity in light of whatever role you have to play in this evolution of consciousness, if you have people around you that like aren't supporting you or jealous or put you down or say, oh, no, you need to go to university for eight years to do this or whatever... Like you got to reflect on like, are these people helping me with my helping me with my sole purpose? Or are they holding me back? You know, and I'm not saying that you can't be friends with these kinds of people. I'm just saying that, um, you know, your ecosystem and the people you surround yourself with will greatly reflect how much you're going to be able to align with this sole purpose. You know, at a certain point, like just out of habit, I used to share my hopes and dreams and wishes for the future with people like around me, my family of origin who were not supportive of it all. In fact, just used to criticize me and tell me I couldn't do things, you know, at a certain point, I just had to stop sharing that with them. And then I, when I stopped doing it, like my creativity exploded. Mm -hmm. So we, this is again, these structures of our peers, of our family, of our people around us, you know, are they supportive to you actually actualizing your creative mission in light of this bigger picture perspective, or are they holding you back? You know, and then, and then sometimes we can make, um, kind of tribal alliances based on blood. But what I see more happening now is we need to actually use the internet intelligently to find our soul family, you yeah. know, and that will help us get over this kind of um, Aquarian trauma of feeling like the outsider or feeling like the weirdo or feeling there's nowhere we belong. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a lot of other people who are just as weird as you are, but you have to go out and find them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also in this day and age, it's really, because it's really intensified and there's been there's a lot of anxiety and fear in the air. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's very important going back to my, some maybe practical suggestions of what people can do, especially with the, in the, the winter solstice and the new cycle of Saturn, Jupiter, Uh, because nothing's going to be done for us. We need to have conscious efforts, but it's really important not to feed into the fear frequency. I get, I can, you know, sometimes these thoughts come in to me as well out of the ether. These are the occult forces tagging or the matrix forces to project this like totalitarian, mandatory vaccinated tech technocracy in the future. And, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and you can easily get into fear and, and And, and desperation yeah. and worry. And it's not about uh, taking a new age pill and denying it, but there's something to be said to keep health, a healthy mindset in terms of healthy optimism. Yeah, and on a right? practical perspective, this means really also being able to be in your body and understand your nervous system yes. and understand what dysregulates your nervous system. Not that you're never going to have an active nervous system. That's not the point. It's just to understand, like if I'm scrolling through, like this is a good example. When I was scrolling through Facebook, when the riots were happening, Andy Nago was like posting, you know, like all the, all the protests. It was like, it was activating was my nervous system yeah. to the point where it actually, I started to slip into like a trauma response. So we need to be in our body in order to actually first understand, okay, Is this activating me in a good way or a bad way? You know, because nervous system activation is not a necessarily bad thing. Like when I drink coffee to go to work, like I'm kind of pumping up my nervous yeah. system I a mean, little bit. On that you know? note, I want to address, it's also kind of the, the shadow side of Aquarius. <laughs> I can relate because Aquarius rules the intellect. Yes. And I can also get stuck in my Aquarius nature and of just information and get out of body, dissociate. Yeah. Right. And also need to remember to disconnect from uh Uh, technology to yeah. get into nature to get into my body to do my practice yeah right 
and uh, you know, and also like being the here and now mm-hmm. without projecting into the future. Yeah. Right? Again, we're not talking about being in denial, and, and we also need to make you know, if you have a strong calling to move to to a different place, city, as we have done, then follow that. But where is it coming from? Right? There's a difference. Uh, making decisions from an embodied place mm-hmm. that's really like coming from your true self as opposed to from an um, head-centric space where you're just uh, overwhelmed with information. Yeah. And, and analysis, paralysis, and you act out of desperation. Yeah, fear. exactly. So, you know, any any technique that gets you into your parasympathetic nervous system, an easy way is making your exhale twice as long as the inhale. Like you can just do a few breaths like that. But in general, you know, one of the main things that we're going through right now collectively um, is a, a, a trauma. You know, whether you believe in the official story or not, if you go out there in the world, you, you're going to see that people are actually traumatized, you know. And the best chance we have to help someone who's dysregulated in their emotions is if we become master regulators of our nervous systems ourselves. Yeah. And that literally creates a field of calmness around a, around a person. Like if you, you, you'll know when you meet someone who's really good at regulating their nervous system because you just feel safe and calm around them and you feel like you can be yourself with them, you yeah. know? So we really need to be those people in our community in order to have any chance at getting through to them. We may not get through to them anyway. You know, I it's my perspective that very few people actually turn towards questioning reality, waking up in, in, in their lifetime, you know? Um, so that's fine, you know, but there are, there's still billions of people on this planet and there are enough people, um, that are, that will be, um, motivated in order to create the world that we want to live in. We, we don't need that many actually, like that thing about 144,000 light workers or whatever. I think it actually has some truth yeah, to some it. Truth it yeah. yeah. We, we only need a, a, a population of dedicated people who are really anchoring this higher consciousness. Are truly in aligned to... and truly sincere in that sense. Yeah. You know, and that's what it gets me to, you know, what you can do with this winter solstice and this Saturn Jupiter, you know what I mean? It's not about, you know, the all these mass, you know, events of meditation and all of that. But what is more important is connecting with your true self and ultimately your sole purpose. That's it, that's also ties into Aquarius being a unique individual. Mm-hmm. Being truly unique is not from an ego perspective and unique like a cult of personality. Yeah. Like, like exe- being eccentric, that also rules Aquarius, but the ego can easily hijack that as like, look mm-hmm. at me, right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately to your unique sole purpose. But what does sole purpose really mean? There's a lot of confusion about that. And we actually go deep into that in our course as well. But sole purpose directly relates to your relationship to the divine and aligning with divine will. Yeah, exactly. Right? And like, what does divine will mean? means actually connecting to your true self because we do co-create reality. It is about reality creation, right? Yes. We all create us, but we're not talking from the viewpoint of the new age distorted superficial idea of Allah the secret, uh, creating reality of just focusing on positive thoughts, but it's actually going beyond your egoic identification and something deeper wants to manifest through you because we are transducers of higher energies Mm -hmm. and the more we align with the divine with god with divine will which is your true self the more creative energy or potential we have as well to um, give our unique uh, uh, gifts gifts to the world through our unique oppression and also at the same time create you know a positive timeline 
Yeah, and I can give an example of that because, um, you know, in my astrology chart, I actually have the south node in the fifth house, which is in Leo, which is the opposite sign of Aquarius, you know. So when I was a child, like I was really creative and artistic. I had no issues expressing that, you know, Um, also that's where my Pluto is. So creative expression came very naturally to me. And so I, I, I really didn't know what to do with it. I just kind of did whatever seemed to like a good idea at the time. And I started writing about music at first, you know, and became a music journalist for a while. But then when I went through my own awakening process, um, I really had to find a way to use my creative gifts for in service to humanity. And I noticed the more that I do that, you know, the more that I get positive feedback from the outer world because I'm linking what I'm good at with what humanity needs, you know? So it's not just about creative expression for the sake of, oh, look at me. I'm like an actor or an artist or a musician, you know, <laughs> that can be one element of it, you know, but what are you singing about? What are you writing about? Is it useful to the collective kind of mm-hmm. evolution of consciousness that we're, that we're partaking on? So that's just something to ask yourself, you know, and during solstice, you know, I do like if if you if you do want something to do, I highly recommend making a sacred space, you know, making an altar so that you can go into prayer and meditation and really start to envision and see this idea of like, what is this world and era that I want to enter and what could be my role to play within that? Yeah. And I also recommend uh, to our listeners, if you haven't listened to it, go back to the, our podcast from last year, number 23, titled Winter Reflections and Contemplating Death. Because again, especially in this day and age, with this fear frequency, you know, they get us, you know, as long as we are tapping into that and being controlled through fear. And what is, again, I have to repeat that the underlying issue of any fears is, is unconscious fear or conscious fear of death. So it's about confronting that you know, contemplating on death and using the winter energy where everything dies anyway, but recycles and is reborn. Mm -hmm. So it's about being able to die like the ego death and be reborn in your true self. Because as long as we live in fear, we don't even know how to live. That's really what it comes down. That's what we're seeing. People are so afraid of dying and safety, safety, you know, with all the lockdowns and the regulations, draconian Orwellian regulations, masking, social distancing, and all of that people follow, they forgot how to live. Yes. That's no, that's no way of living. They just exist, right? Manipulated. Like even like, and I think about that, like the way that I work through it is that, I mean, first of all, I've been through so much trauma that like, (laughs) you can't surprise me much anymore. Um, But uh, also just, you know, approach the worst case scenarios with a sense of curiosity. And like, that's how you can objectively look at it. Be like, okay, like, what would I do if the worst case scenario, there was like, we're going to get more in the second hour, but like mandatory vaccinations or whatever, like, how would I handle that? You know? And honestly, even if they like held me down and forced vaccinate me, I would still be speaking truth. And I would just use that as ammo, you know, like every single challenge we have, we can use it as ammunition. And I would become the most outspoken anti-force vaccination force that you could reckon with, you know, like, so that's the way that I look at it. And I'm like, okay, like that's the worst case scenario. And I'll fight against that worst case scenario, you know, and because I want to do what feels right for my body. And I feel that that's medical freedom is a choice that is like, we need to decide for ourselves what goes into our body in any, in any way whatsoever. 
So we need to also not be afraid of like just objectively, you know, taking stock of our lives, what could happen, what could happen to humanity, and then being like, okay, what does my own true self feel is the right course of action in spite of that, you know, because we're often most afraid of the things that we're not looking at, you know, and the more that we can just look at it and just be like, and this is where the objectivity of Aquarius comes in, be like, okay, you know, I notice in my body, whenever I think of the idea of like, like mandatory vaccinations, I feel fear. Okay, where's that fear coming from? You know, and and just being able to, because because we not we're not going to get rid of fear, no matter what new age people try and sell you. You know, it's actually a healthy function of your nervous system to detect danger in your environment. So you don't want to be completely fearless, but you want to get in a better relationship with your fear and because, with courage. With courage, exactly. Because yeah. now, when I when I feel fear, it actually kind of acts as like a fire igniting underneath me, you know, so I can channel that fear. Like it's a very potent energy, the energy of fear. I can channel that into something constructive rather than letting it like take me down. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And then, um, we, at the end of the first hour, we, we'll talk about this more in the second hour, especially like, as it's so important again, what we forget with, when we get lost in this 3d matrix and whatever may happen, may not happen, uh, on a 3d matrix level. Uh, or even on a cult level, whatever, but our connection to the divine, to God, right? Just to spiritualize the being is more important than ever having this deeper faith and trust in life mm-hmm. and understanding there are things we have uh, from an ego personality no control over. There's something bigger happening in the positive sense, right? An opportunity in, in light of a quote-unquote great awakening, mm-hmm. right? But we also need to uh, allow ourselves to spiritualize our being, to have this sincere aspiration to the divine, and that's really the ultimate lesson, right? To to uh, spiritualize humanity, because even technologically, we technology has so much evolved, but our the evolution of consciousness hasn't "quote unquote" caught up. Yeah, that's so why our technology is owning us. That's owning us because we have externalized our inner technology almost to 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 a degree, so to speak. Yeah, and you and know? a lot of the programs that we use, you know, we're we've we've been dealing with basically wrong use of technology, technology used to control, technology used to um, surveillance, you know? Right. And so I feel like we're also going to be moving into the Pluto and Aquarius era, especially with Jupiter and Aquarius is like, we need to use technology, right? We need to use it for social humanitarian progress to reach others, you know, exactly. but don't let it own you. And again, if you want to journey with us, uh, Lauren, I, in our, uh, private coaching program, embodied soul awakening in February, please apply at awakenapply.com it's limited to 25 people again that's going to be the third round and as Dora mentioned it will be most like the last incarnation of this specific program and uh, once you apply we also give you more information about all of it again go to awakenapply.com and if you want to listen to the second hour if you're not a mem- member yet go to my website veilofreality.com and sign up as a member you have access to all the second hours of all podcasts and the membership forum. And, and also, again, if you want to show your support to us, we always appreciate people joining as members, whether you want to listen to the second hour or not. If you yeah. get a lot of this podcast, it's a very easy way to support us. Yeah, if you want to support us and become Patreons, we'd really appreciate it and support our work. Thank you. And yeah, and then other topics we'll get into. I also really want to dive more into the esoteric occult topic of organic portals, soul as humans in light of transhumanism and understanding Bill Gates, Fauci, and all these uh, people, right, who have an extreme materialistic view of the world, and looking at it from the esoteric perspective. And 
I want to talk more about the necessity also for civil disobedience in this day and age, like practical action we can do, mm -hmm. conscious action, right, mm -hmm. as well. And really combining, which is it's important this in day and age, and we have repeated it many times, the inner and outer work. Yes. becoming the spiritual warriors you know, right it's it's a, the importance of inner work to clear ourselves and connect to the divine but it's not a passive process we also need to engage in spiritual activism become spiritual warriors and and resist the anti-divine forces but how can we do this really more consciously so we don't get into the traps of the neurotic you know aquarius mind of just mindless rebellion yeah or revolution where we didn't just feed these forces of on a cold level so we explore all of that and more in the second hour. See you guys on the other side.